Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. I think we started in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And, and we started verse 10 and it says that we would know him and we spoke through the the importance in in this year in 2022 as my first message of the year that we would know Jesus would be central to City Point West would be central to our families would be central to who we are as individuals and I spent some time encouraging us on that and the the reality of knowing the fullness and the and the greatness of who Jesus is but Paul didn't finish that verse by saying that we would know him That wasn't all Paul said. Yes, he did say that. He started that we would know Him. But he continued on. He said, and the power of His resurrection. Paul says four things here. Four things in this verse. The next couple of weeks as we reiterate what Paul said as we spend some time walking through that, it's the reality that there is a depth of knowing Jesus and a depth of understanding something greater in our journey with Christ and our encounter with Christ and our understanding who Jesus is. He started, he said that we would know Him. We spent time last week and it was great as we worshipped at the end of the service as we just put our hearts saying at 2022, I want to know Jesus. But I want to step beyond that today to look further in what that is. My message series is entitled Know All. Talked about having siblings in our lives that knew everything or people around us that just knew everything. And and that's how we can be. Listen, I don't want us to be know-alls in that way. I want us to come to the reality. As Paul says here, through this verse, that we would know all there is in Jesus. We'd understand the fullness, the greatness, the power that's there. there's an old movie that happened a few years ago. It's called Talladega Nights. I in no way am encouraging you to watch this movie. In fact, I said to Pastor Wendy during the week, there's a small snippet of it. Should I play this at church Sunday morning? She just crossed that out straight away and said, I don't feel like that's something that should be played Sunday morning. Maybe Sunday night, maybe Friday night, but definitely not Sunday morning was her words. But let me just give you a quick snippet of this moment. They're saying grace. Uh, Ricky Bobby, who's the star of the show, is saying grace. And he's saying, dear eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, I pray for the grace. His revelation of Jesus is stuck at eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. His best mate, Cal Norton, is there. And he said, you know, I like to imagine Jesus with like big, big angel wings and a lead guitar playing lead for Leonard Skinner. And, and then the son says, I like to imagine Jesus being like a ninja warrior fighting against evil, evil samurais. And, and they're talking through their understanding of Jesus. Caught a fair way away from the fullness of Jesus. Can I just be honest right now? Again, please don't go and watch the movie later on. I don't encourage you to do that. It's not going to be a life-building moment for your life. More than the Word of God, I tell you today, will be life-building moment. But here's a bunch of people caught without the fullness of reality of who Jesus is. I remember my grandmother when I was a kid would pray prayers with me when Dad's mum. Hey, happy birthday for this week, Dad, by the way. He's embarrassed. I know when you're 125, it's embarrassing. (laughs) Dot, Dot, happy birthday for last week, by the way. See, it's not embarrassing for Dot because she's only 25. So it's not embarrassing for Dot at all. Happy birthday, Dot. We love you. And uh, we missed you at church when you were isolating on your birthday, partying partying on her birthday. Um, We missed you and we're glad you're back in the house with us. 
But my grandmother, dad's mum, would, would pray with me when we'd go and stay with her and she would pray this prayer. And any people in the room that are old like me, you may remember, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon this little child. I can't remember the rest of the prayer because it was a long time ago. Something about suffer me, simplicity or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Yes, if I die before I wake. Yeah, it was like a bit of a horror prayer, wasn't it? Flip. I remember that first line. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You know, I love that. But we live in a 21st century that is only happy with gentle Jesus, meek and mild. But can I be really clear? That is not the fullness of the Jesus that we serve. Leon Morris said this, The same power that brought Christ back from the dead is operative within those who are Christ. The resurrection is an ongoing thing. The world wants to know gentle Jesus, but they don't want to know resurrected Jesus. They want to know meek and mild Jesus, but they don't want to know the powerful Jesus that saw the tomb, the, 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 the stone rolled back from the tomb, risen from the dead, conquering sin, conquering death, conquering brokenness, conquering despair. Paul writes here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, he says that we may know Him and the power of His resurrection, that we may know Jesus and the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ, the power of His resurrection. I want to focus today on the power of His resurrection. We live in a generation, again, that's so okay with this gentle Jesus. But listen, this week tells me something. It tells me it's okay with gentle Jesus, but hates resurrected Jesus, hates the power of Jesus, hates life-changing Jesus, hates the reality that Jesus Christ sets people free. Tim Keller wrote in his book, it says, there's a difference between knowing Christ and knowing the power of His resurrection. This is a difference between knowing a person and resembling a person. It's not about relationship, but about the supernatural character growth. When Paul says, I want to know Him, it means I want to be with Him. When he says, I want to know the power of His resurrection, it says, I want to be just like Him. Look at the deadness in your life. Look at the anger. How is it going to be turned into forgiveness? Look at the insecurity. How is it going to be turned into confidence? Look at the self-centeredness. How is it going to be turned into compassion and generosity? How? The answer is that dead stuff gets taken over by the Spirit of God. The minute you decide to receive Jesus as your Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit comes in your life. I love this. It is the power of the resurrection. It's the same thing that raised Jesus from the dead. This is why Paul says, hey, I want you to know Jesus, but I want you to know the power of His resurrection. Paul knew the resurrected Christ. Listen, he's sitting on his horse. He's riding his horse on his way to Damascus. Gentle Jesus didn't come, wrapped up in his little swaddling clothes, eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus and say, hey, Paul, What's going on? And Paul fell off his horse. It wasn't eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus in the swaddling clothes that knocked him to the ground and blinded his eyes. It was a resurrected Jesus Christ that caused a man lost in religion, lost in bitterness, lost in anger, lost in resentment. It caused that man to be thrown off his horse, to lay on the ground and said, Lord, who are you? It wasn't 
six ounce, eight ounce, whatever it is, baby Jesus, that said, why are you kicking against the goats? Why are you fighting against what I am doing right now in this community? Why are you doing that? It wasn't little sweet, gentle Jesus. It was the resurrected Jesus Christ that knocked that boy to the ground, took the sight from his eyes. It was the resurrected Christ. It was the resurrected Jesus caused Peter to write to the Philippians church. He says, I want you to know him like I know him. I want you to encounter Him and the power of His resurrection that knocked me down when I thought I was all that, when I was filled with pride, filled with bitterness, filled with resentment and knocked me off my horse and made me realise I had to humble myself before the great resurrected Christ. It took Him that revelation to write powerfully to the Philippians church and write to the church of Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he spoke to the church of Corinth and he spoke to them about the power of his resurrection. He said in verse 12, the message we preach is Christ who was raised from the dead. So how could any of you possibly say there's no resurrection from the dead? For there's no such thing as resurrection from the dead than even Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, all of our preaching has been nothing and your faith is useless. Paul's writing to a church that's encountered Christ and now wavering on their belief systems. They're listening to stupid people that have come and told them different things like, oh, maybe the, the people haven't risen from the dead and won't rise from the dead. Maybe Jesus, they start to listen to those things and they're getting twisted in their thinking and twisted in their believing. And Paul writes to these people, they've lost the reality, the bigness of God. And he says, hey, listen, if you're going to listen to other people and their stupid foolishness, your faith is wasted and it doesn't exist. Wow. You know, we live in a sad day. There was recently a survey done in Britain and it found that the result of it was 23% of Christians in Britain don't believe that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. 23%, that's almost a quarter of Christians in Britain don't believe that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Can you imagine 23% of atheists believe in God? That would be crazy. But listen, it's exactly the same picture here. We serve a risen Christ. He's risen from the dead. He has conquered sin and death on my behalf, on your behalf, on behalf of this broken, lost world today. He's conquered that. And Paul writes to people that are doubting and he said, why are you doubting? If you doubt that, your faith is useless. He goes on and says in verse 15, moreover, if the dead are not raised, what would, uh, that would mean that we are false witnesses who are misrepresenting God. And that would mean that we have preached a lie, stating that God raised Him from the dead, if in reality He didn't. Listen, Paul's saying, I didn't preach no lies because if the dead aren't risen up, that would mean Christ has not risen up either. And if Christ is not alive, then you are lost in your sins and your faith is a fantasy. We serve a risen Christ. Paul encountered the risen Christ. 
says, if we haven't have a risen Christ, you're lost in brokenness, you're lost in despair. Listen, we have a world right now that's lost in brokenness and despair for one reason. They don't know the power of the risen Christ, the power to break off our despair, break off our sin, break off our bondage, break off the hurt, break off the, the, the power of the enemy coming around our lives. We serve a risen Christ that broke all of those things, took the keys of hell, rose again from the dead. Verse 18, he said, It also mean that those believers in Christ who have passed away simply perished, perished in powerless religion. If, only, uh, if, sorry, if the only benefit of our hope in Christ is limited to this life on earth, we deserve to be pitied more than all the others. Paul says, listen, if we don't know the power of his resurrection, we have got useless, dead, empty faith and we deserve to be pitied. But we serve a risen Saviour, Jesus Christ. I love what Billy Graham said. He said, by Christ's resurrection life, he gives us the power over the tendency to sin as we allow him to take control of our lives. Praise God for men of God of the past that know the power of the resurrection. Let those words echo today into our hearts and into our lives and the reality of the fact that Jesus is a risen Saviour. Jesus has risen, conquered sin and death. Let those words echo inside of us continually that Jesus is alive, Jesus is risen, that we would know Him and the power of His resurrection, that we would know Him and the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus doesn't want to just forgive today. His resurrection power wants us to overcome sin, wants us to overcome brokenness, wants to overcome despair. Listen, the spirit of this age, the Antichrist spirit today, right now, is okay with gentle Jesus. Is okay with nice Jesus. The spirit of this age is okay with those things. I want to be really clear that is not the Jesus that we serve. We serve the risen, resurrected Jesus and the spirit of this age doesn't like that. It doesn't like that. If I've learned anything this week, I know for certain it doesn't like that at all. But days like today aren't a surprise to God. They aren't a surprise to Apostle Paul as well. Listen, he wrote to a young leader. His name was Timothy, obviously a wonderful name. He wrote to this young leader and he wrote of these days. Now, if you don't believe me, turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 1 to 5, he says this, You should know this, Timothy. In the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They'll be boastful. They'll be proud. They'll be scoffing at God. They'll be disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. I prepared this message a month ago. COVID enabled me only to preach it today, but I feel like I'm speaking exactly to our week. They'll consider nothing sacred. Christian school can't even live by its own Christian ethos. They'll consider nothing sacred. Nothing sacred. They'll be unloving, unforgiving. They'll slander others. Whew, there's been some slander this week. I'll be really honest. If you haven't seen some slander, you haven't opened up Facebook this week or Instagram. They'll slander others. I have no self-control. They'll be cruel and they will hate what is good. 
You know, we live in a day and age that hates resurrected Jesus type of churches. That hates churches that right now, JP, 24-year-old young woman leading our marketplace down here every week, giving away tons and tons of fruit and vegetables, blessing a massive community right now. Thousands of clients coming and accessing help this week, receiving phone calls of abuse as people hate what is good. As people hate what is good. Paul prophesied so clearly to young leaders about the days we have today. They'll betray their friends. They'll be reckless and they'll be puffed up with pride. Interesting statement right there. They'll love pleasure rather than God. I feel like we're just listening to Paul talk about 2021, 2022. I don't know about you. I feel like he's just speaking about today, speaking about the day and age that we live in. And he's speaking clearly to the reality of what we walk through every single day when we stand up and know that we serve a resurrected Christ. They will act religious, seen plenty of that, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Listen, Paul speaks here of a messed up gentle Jesus loving just the small lovely things of God but missing the resurrected power of Jesus Christ that is there to transform our lives. Listen, I don't stand in front of you as a person that made myself godly. I stand here saying I am grateful for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that transformed who I am. I didn't change me. He changed me. I didn't make myself great. He made me. I didn't do anything. Jesus came and worked on the inside of me, transformed my mind, transformed my heart, changed who I am, transformed me by the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. It was Him inside of me. Listen, I tried my best to be good, but the resurrection power of Jesus Christ transformed me from the inside out. Paul said they'll know bits about Jesus. They'll know gentle Jesus. That They'll see lovely things about church. They'll accept the little things, the, the things they like, the, the things they want to accept. But when the resurrected Jesus Christ rises, when the resurrected Jesus Christ says, there's more than just surviving, there's transformation, there's life power, there's changing of the world. They will not like that so much. They'll have a form of godliness, but they'll reject the power that's in Jesus Christ. Rick Perry said this, Either faith in Christ can cleanse all people from their sin or none. But not some. The truth of Christ's death, resurrection and power over sin is absolute. I love that statement. It's absolute. It's absolute. Joseph Aline said this, Conversion is a work above man's power. Never think you can convert yourself. If ever you would uh, be savingly converted, you must despair of doing it in your own strength. It is a resurrection from the dead, a new creation, a work of absolute omnipotence. This is a supernatural work that comes from the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. One last one, N.T. Wright. Jesus' resurrection is the beginning of God's new project, not to snatch people away from earth to heaven, but to colonise earth with the life of heaven. That, after all, is what the Lord's Prayer is all about. Let your kingdom come 
on earth as it is in heaven. It's the resurrected Christ that brings the kingdom of God. It's a resurrected Jesus that brings transformation to our community, to our lives as we sit here in this room. It's a resurrection power of Jesus Christ that colonizes earth today, where we are, where we're living, where we're walking. It's the power of His resurrection. And Paul writes that you would know Jesus that you would know Jesus and you would know the power of His resurrection in our lives. Here's the power of His resurrection. The power of His resurrection is the power to flourish when all you've known is poverty. That's the resurrected Jesus and what He wants in your life. Listen, if you've grown up in poverty, you see nothing beyond poverty in your thinking and understanding of finances and your understanding of the world. It's the power of the resurrected Christ that causes a flourishing in our spirit. The power of His resurrection is the power to be free from the curse when all you've known is a family that's wrapped in curse. Listen, you may have had people speak curse over your family. Let me tell you today, it's the resurrected Christ that hung upon the cursed cross that took the curses from your family. If you carry that curse today, leave it at the foot of the cross and know the resurrected Christ broke the power of the curse that's over your family. If you feel like someone's spoken that today, don't carry it out of this room. Leave it here. Leave it at the foot of the cross. Jesus, through His resurrection power, broke the curse for your life, for your family, for your home. It's Jesus and the resurrected Christ. The The power of His resurrection is the power to overcome sin when all you've known is the slavery to sin. In you, and in others all around you. Listen, today, if you feel like you've only known sin and slavery to it, you've tried to battle your way out of it at the end of this service, I'm praying for you that God would come through the power of His resurrection to break the power of sin off your life, to set you free into the fullness of who God has for you in your life. It is the power of His resurrection. It's a resurrected Saviour, Jesus Christ. The power of His resurrection is the power to break off strongholds from your mind when you have been bound as long as you can remember. It's the power of His resurrection that removes those strongholds. We live in a community bound by the strongholds of the mind. Those strongholds lead to continual outworking of addiction, of abuse, Young women giving themselves to men because strongholds of lust attached to young women and young men's lives. Strongholds. It's the resurrected Christ that breaks the power of those strongholds. Set people free from brokenness and abuse and lust and destruction around their hearts and minds today. It's the resurrected Christ and the power of His resurrection. If you walk into this place bound with strongholds in your thinking, I want to remind you today, we serve a resurrected Christ that breaks the power of strongholds. It's the power of His resurrection. It's the power for you to live free when in your own self, you can't even imagine what that looks like can't even imagine what a freed life looks like. You've never seen it in your home. You've never seen it in your family. You've never seen it in your surrounding neighbourhood. But it's the power of His resurrection that comes to break that off and give you a picture of freedom. That's why Paul said, yes, that we would know Jesus. 
But not just gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon this little child. Not just eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus, but the resurrected Jesus kicked back the tomb door, rose again from the dead, came and revealed the holes in his hands, the hole in his side. The resurrected Jesus that carried in his pockets the keys of sin and death and brokenness that he took and when he rose again from the dead. Saint Jesus that stood before the disciples and declared, go now, preach, go now, love, go now, bring the gospel to all nations. The resurrected Jesus that ascended to heaven and is our great advocate that stands before the Father day in, day out. The great advocate that stands there when we're going through battle, when we're going through hurt, when we're trying to build a family, when we're trying to build a community. It's the advocate that stands before the Father, our great advocate. It's not bound in my brokenness and despair. It's not bound by my strongholds. It's not bound by the curse that tries to grab a hold of my life that I've accepted, that I've held on to those words. It's not bound by those things. It's not bound by the bondage that stopped me living free. It's the risen Saviour, the resurrected Christ, the great advocate that still stands before our God, stands before our Father God today, stands there speaking and declaring over a region of the western suburbs of Brisbane that right now maybe has a form of godliness, an understanding of a small aspect, but yet denies the great power that's here to deliver, to redeem, to pour revival, pour transformation over our community, over our lives. It's the resurrected Christ. I may sound a little excited today. I tell you, my word is exciting. I don't mean my voice. I mean the word that's written before me that I love, I read, and I'm grateful for these words that Paul wrote 2,000 years ago to remind me, hey, I understand this challenge coming. This may be a challenging year still for us, but that doesn't mean the resurrected Christ is any less resurrected and full of power for me and you. Maybe a few more eggs thrown at our buses. Maybe a few negative phone calls coming to our church buildings. There may be a few things said to us as believers. I tell you what, the same resurrected Jesus Christ that 2,000 years ago conquered the brokenness and despair in amongst some serious challenges for the church community. Listen, if you've got some fear, don't read the Fox's Book of Martyrs today because it's not going to help you. Most of the people that wrote these beautiful words for us They didn't live out peaceful, loving lives, but they lived in the power of the resurrected Christ. They lived in the power of the resurrected Jesus, the resurrected Jesus that gave them power over the things that can bind the heart and bind the mind. And they walked and lived in the place of freedom. And some of them sat in jails as free as anybody. They sang and declared as jail cells sprung open because they knew the power of freedom that's in the resurrected Jesus Christ, the one that we serve, the great God, that you would know Him, Paul says, and the power of His resurrection. The power of His resurrection. Jesus, we thank You for the power of Your resurrection. The resurrected Christ, the resurrected Saviour and King. Oh, we thank You for the great power 
of the resurrected Christ that's alive inside of us. It raised Christ from the dead. It's moving in us. Oh, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, it's alive inside of us today. Jesus, our great advocate, our great advocate, our risen Saviour, our great advocate. We love you, Jesus. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.